Hello and welcome to The Wanderer, the Anglo-Saxon heathen podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at many things to do with folklore, such as legends and myths and cryptids. Anglo-Saxon Myths and Legends Anglo-Saxon myths and legends are a collection of traditional stories and beliefs that originated in the early medieval period. In England, these tales were passed down through oral tradition before eventually being recorded in writing. The Anglo-Saxon period lasted from approximately the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066 and including the Angles, Saxons, Jutes, Many of the myths and legends of this era revolve around heroic figures, supernatural beings and elements of the natural world. Some of the prominent myths and legends characters from Anglo-Saxon folklore include Beowulf. One of the most famous Anglo-Saxon legends is the epic poem Beowulf. It tells the story of a heroic warrior named Beowulf who travels from his homeland to aid the king of the Danes, Hrothgar. Beowulf battles the monstrous Grendel, Grendel's mother, and later a dragon. The poem embodies the heroic ideals of bravery, loyalty, and honour. Wayland Smith Wayland, also known as Voland or Wayland, is a legendary Anglo-Saxon blacksmith and a master craftsman. He is associated with various magical and smithing abilities and is featured in several poems and stories. The Dragon Slayer. This is a widespread motif in Anglo-Saxon mythology, where heroes face and defeat fearsome dragons, and these dragon-slaying tales often highlight the themes of courage and the battle between good and evil. The Legend of Hengist and Horsa. Hengist and Horsa are legendary brothers who are said to have led the first Anglo-Saxon settlers to England. They were the leaders of the Jutes and played a crucial role in establishing the Kingdom of Kent. The Sutton Hooburial is an archaeological discovery that shed light on the rich culture and beliefs of the Anglo-Saxon people. It includes a ship burial containing a king's treasure and other valuable artefacts. Elves and fairies. Like many cultures, the Anglo-Saxons had their beliefs in supernatural beings, including elves and fairies. These mythical creatures were thought to inhabit the natural world and interact with humans, the Wild Hunt. The Wild Hunt is a spectral procession of huntsmen and hounds, led by a supernatural figure often associated with Odin or Woden, a deity in Germanic mythology. This myth persists in various forms across different European cultures, including the Anglo-Saxon tradition. It's important to note that Anglo-Saxon mythology and folklore were heavily influenced by Germanic and Norse traditions, and many stories and characters share similarities with those found in other Germanic cultures. Unfortunately, due to the oral nature of these tales and the limited historical records, Many original myths and legends have been lost or fragmented over time. Nonetheless, the surviving legends offer valuable insights into beliefs, values and imaginations of the Anglo-Saxon people during their early medieval period. Elves and Fairies Elves and fairies are mythical creatures that have been part of folklore and mythology in various cultures for centuries. While they are often associated with magical and supernatural attributes, their characteristics and roles can vary significantly, depending on the cultural context. 
let's explore their general characteristics and some of the differences between elves and fairies. Elves. Elves are mythical beings that are typically portrayed as human-like, but more elegant, beautiful and often immortal. They are known for their grace, agility and intelligence and they are often depicted as skilled artisans, particularly in crafting and music. In Norse mythology, elves, also known as the Alpha, were divided into two groups, light elves associated with benevolence and beauty and dark elves, linked to the underground and more sinister aspects. In some traditions, elves are considered protective and helpful to humans, while in other they can be mischievous or even dangerous if offended. Elves are often associated with nature and forests and they are sometimes referred to as the hidden people as they can remain invisible to humans. Fairies Also known as fae or fairies are mythical beings associated with enchantment, magic and the supernatural. They are often portrayed as small ethereal creatures, sometimes with insect-like wings, capable of flying and performing magical feats. Fairies are closely linked to nature and are believed to inhabit various natural settings like forests, meadows and bodies of water. In folklore, fairies are known for their mischievous behaviour, playing pranks on humans or leading them astray in the wilderness. Despite their playful nature, some fairies are believed to be benevolent and kind, granting blessings and helping those they favour. It's important to note that the portrayal of fairies has evolved over time and they have been romanticised in more recent literature and popular media. The Differences One of the main differences between elves and fairies is their appearance. Elves are typically depicted as tall and elegant human-like beings while fairies are often depicted as smaller and more delicate with wings. Elves are often associated with craftsmanship and artistry, whereas fairies are more commonly associated with magic and nature. In many cultures, elves are seen as noble and wise creatures, while fairies can be a mix of playful, helpful or mischievous. Both elves and fairies have captured the human imagination and continue to be popular subjects in literature, art and entertainment. Their portrayal varies greatly depending on the cultural source and they remain fascinating figures in the world of mythology and fantasy. A scary fairy A scary fairy is a concept that delves into the darker and more innocent side of fairy folklore. While fairies are often depicted as charming, playful and even mischievous beings, some stories and myths explore the idea of malevolent fairies or supernatural entities that can evoke fear and dread. These types of scary fairies are prevalent in various cultures and have different names and characteristics depending on the folklore. One example of a scary fairy is the Banshee from Irish mythology. The Banshee is believed to be a female spirit or fairy who appears as a woman of death. She is often depicted as a pale and ghostly woman with long, unkempt hair, and she emits a mournful wail or scream that foretells the impending death of a family member. In Scottish folklore, there is the Balban Sith, a type of vampire fairy. These creatures are said to be beautiful and alluring women who seduce and dance with men at night. However, their intentions are deadly as they drain the life force from their victims 
much like vampires. Another example comes from Cornish folklore, where the knockers are scary fairies associated with mining. They are believed to be small, malevolent beings who dwell in the mines and cause accidents or misfortunes to miners who don't respect them or their underground territory. In some traditions, fairies in general can be capricious and dangerous when angered or offended. They may lead humans astray in the wildness, steal children or exact revenge on those who mistreat them or their natural habitats. These scary fairy tales and legends serve as cautionary tales or warnings to respect the natural world and its mysterious inhabitants. They also highlight the dual nature of fairies as beings with both benevolent and malevolent aspects, reflecting the complexity of human emotions and the unpredictability of nature. It is important to remember that folklore and mythology often evolve over time and different cultures have varying interpretations of these supernatural creatures. As with any folklore, scary fairy stories are part of a rich tapestry of human imagination and cultural heritage. Scary Elves While elves are generally portrayed as elegant and graceful beings in folklore and fantasy, there are instances where they take on a darker and more menacing aspect, becoming scary or malevolent figures. These darker portrayals of elves can be found in certain myths, legends and contemporary works of fiction. There are some examples of scary elves. Dokhalfa, the Dark Elves. The Dokhalfa were a group of elves associated with the underground realm, unlike the light elves, who were considered benevolent and beautiful. The dark elves were believed to be more sinister and malicious. They were associated with death, misfortune and the hidden dangers of the earth. Black elves, similar to dark elves, are dark elves from Norse mythology. They were skilled craftsmen, but they were also known to be deceitful and capricious. In some stories, they were depicted as antagonistic beings who caused harm to humans. In Germanic folklore, the Nyx is a malevolent water spirit, often portrayed as a shape-shifting, elf-like creature. The Nyx was known for luring humans into bodies of water to drown them or for causing other accidents and misfortunes. Dark elves in modern fiction, in some modern fantasy works, Elves are portrayed in a more sinister light. These interpretations might depict them as cruel, treacherous or power-hungry beings, subverting the traditional portrayal of benevolent elves. These darker portrayals of elves often serve as a contrast to the more idealised and noble depictions found in other stories. They explore the idea that not all supernatural beings are benevolent or have the best interests of humans at heart. Instead, They emphasise the complexities of the fairy realm and remind us that even magical creatures can possess a darker, scarier side. Such portrayals add depth and complexity to the folklore and fantasy worlds they inhabit, offering readers a wider range of experiences and emotions. The Legacy The Legend of Hengist and Horsa The Legend of Hengist and Horsa is an important part of early English history and mythology. It recounts the tale of two brothers who are said to have led the first Anglo-Saxon settlers to Britain during the early medieval period. The story is primarily recorded in the Historia Britonum, History of the Britons, written by the Welsh monk Nennius in the 9th century. 
According to the legend, Hengist and Horsa were originally chieftains and warriors from the region of Jutland, in what is now Denmark, in the 5th century AD. They were invited to Britain by Vortigern, a British ruler, to assist him in defending against Pictish and Scottish invasions. Hengist and Horsa arrived with their warriors, and over time they were successful in repelling the invaders. However, they soon realised that the Britons were divided and weakened, presenting an opportunity for them to gain more power. They offered their services to Vortigern, but eventually turned against him, leading the conflicts with the Britons. The brothers are said to have founded the Kingdom of Kent, with Hengist becoming its first king. Their successful establishment of a Saxon settlement paved the way for further Anglo-Saxon migrations to Britain, marking the beginning of the Anglo-Saxon period. One of the significant events in the legend is the treacherous Night of the Long Knives, where Hengist invited British leaders to a peace conference, but then ordered his Saxon warriors to draw hidden knives and attack the unsuspecting Britons, resulting in a massacre. The legend of Hengist and Horsa has become intertwined with the broader historical narrative of the Anglo-Saxon settlement of England. While it is challenging to separate fact from fiction in these early medieval accounts, the tale has had a lasting impact on English identity and the country's early history. It's important to note that the legend of Hengist and Horsa is just one version of the early Anglo-Saxon migration story, and there are other sources and interpretations of these events, as with many ancient legends, elements of folklore and mythology have likely been woven into the historical narrative over time. Wayland Smith Wayland Smith was also known as Wayland or Voland, and is a legendary figure in Germanic and Norse mythology. He is a master blacksmith and is renowned for his exceptional skill in crafting various objects, particularly weapons and jewellery. The story of Wayland Smith appears in various medieval Norse sagas and Germanic poems with different versions and variations across different cultures. The key aspects of the Wayland Smith story include He was a master blacksmith. Wayland is celebrated for his unparalleled talent as a blacksmith. He is often depicted as a divine or semi-divine being with supernatural craftsmanship abilities. Capture and enslavement. In some versions of the story, Wayland is captured and enslaved by a powerful king or ruler. He is forced to work as a blacksmith against his will, using his skills to create magnificent items for his captor. Revenge and escape. Seeking revenge for his captivity and the loss of his freedom, Wayland plots his escape and vengeance. In some versions, he kills the king's sons, forges items from their bones, and then uses his cunning to secure his freedom. Wings. One of the most iconic elements of the Wayland Smith legend is his possession of wings. In some accounts, Wayland fashions himself a pair of wings, allowing him to fly and escape his captors. These wings become a symbol of his freedom and ingenuity. Love and loss. In some versions of the story, Wayland falls in love with a noblewoman or a Valkyrie named Buvildur. However, their love story is often marked by tragedy and loss. Other artefacts. Wayland is said to have created a variety of re- remarkable artefacts, including a golden ring and a sword with magical properties. The story of Wayland Smith has a significant cultural impact. 
and is referenced in various works of literature and art throughout history. He appears in Old English and Old Norse poetry and is also mentioned in the famous Icelandic sagas such as the Volandark Vjör and the Volsunga Saga. The character of Wayland Smith has inspired numerous adaptations and interpretations in modern literature, including J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle-earth Legendarium, where he served as the inspiration for the character of Celebrimbor, a skilled elven smith. Here's another fun thing. Anglo-Saxon cryptids. The Anglo-Saxon period in England, which lasted as we said before, from the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066, predates the concept of cryptids as we understand them today. During this time, the Anglo-Saxon people had their share of myths, legends and supernatural beliefs. But specific cryptids similar to those found in more modern folklore were not recorded in historical sources. Instead, the Anglo-Saxon period is characterised by its rich, oral tradition and the transmission of stories and beliefs through the word of mouth and some of the mythical creatures and supernatural beings from Anglo-Saxon folklore include dragons. Dragons were prevalent in Anglo-Saxon myth, often depicted as fearsome fire-breathing creatures. These dragons were associated with both danger and treasure and were frequently featured in heroic tales. Elves also known as Elf in Old English, were part of Anglo-Saxon folklore. They were not the same as a modern image of a tiny benevolent fairies. Anglo-Saxon elves were other more otherworldly beings, associated with forests and nature. Grendel, while not a cryptid in the traditional sense, Grendel is a notable figure from the epic poem Beowulf and he is described as a monstrous humanoid creature that terrorises the mead hall of Hrothgar, the king of the Danes. Whites. Anglo-Saxon beliefs included the idea of whites, which were supernatural beings associated with specific places or things. They could be protective or malevolent spirits tied to natural features like trees, rocks or bodies of water. Dwarves. Dwarves like elves were part of the Anglo-Saxon mythology. They were skilled craftsmen and often depicted as small bearded beings associated with the earth and the underground. Water horses, while not exclusively to the Anglo-Saxon period, legends of water horses were present in English folklore during this time. Water horses were said to be supernatural creatures that lived in bodies of water and could appear as beautiful horses luring humans to their doom in the water. It is important to note that the information we have about Anglo-Saxon myths and legends comes from writings and historical records from a later period. And many original stories and beliefs have been lost over time. The concepts of cryptids as specific unidentified creatures were not fully developed during the Anglo-Saxon era, but the supernatural and mythical elements of their folklore continued to be a source of fascination and inspiration in contemporary storytelling. Thank you for listening to The Wanderer, the Anglo-Saxon Heathen Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please tune in next time. Thank you.